Are you an ambitious, driven entrepreneur starting to feel overwhelmed, maybe a little trapped by your business? Well, I have a solution for you. It is the five-day bottleneck to breakthrough challenge, where in an hour a day, we will give you the roadmap, the blueprint, the treasure map to where you can find yourself with more free time, more freedom of money, and a more valuable business. Hope to see you soon www.bottlenecktobreakthrough.com Did you know that entrepreneurs are three times more likely to have ADHD than the regular population? That's right, there are a lot of folks who are entrepreneurs with ADHD and in today's episode, it's a special episode and we're going deep on the ADHD and what you need to do to turn it in from maybe your kryptonite or your Achilles heel into your superpower. Andre Brusson and I are going all the way. You'll enjoy it. This is The Real Bottom Line, where we tell entrepreneurial stories about true grit and perseverance from frontline business owners themselves. Now, let's get started. Hello and welcome to The Real Bottom Line. We're doing a special episode today with Andre Busson of Tactical Breakthroughs. We're going to talk about entrepreneurs and ADHD in particular. Did you know that entrepreneurs are three times more likely to have ADHD? Um, and so it's important that we talk about this. Um, Andre, let's talk. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Wendy. It's great to be here again and to Absolutely. see you. Absolutely. Um, and if you, there's a previous episode that you should go back and listen to where uh, Andre talks more about his diagnosis and how he changed his life around that. But first, I thought today for this episode, we could define as much as possible what is ADHD? How does it manifest in entrepreneurs? Um, well, first of all, I'll get a little sciencey here. ADHD. According to the DSM, the Diagnostic Statistical Model, where all psychologists pretty much globally use as a tool to diagnose mental health uh, issues, is around three symptoms. Hyperactivity, uh, it could be physical or mental, um, inattention, and impulsivity. Those are the three official symptoms that they used to diagnose. But there's two other ones that are being more, that are kind of unofficial symptoms, and that... Uh, psychologists or psychiatrists that are, you know, have experience with adult ADHD use is emotional dysregulation and the executive dysfunction. Um, so those five things together is ADHD. And really all ADHD means is that your brain is wired differently than the majority of people it was also referred to as a neurotypical. So like and it's on a spectrum. So either it's you got light symptoms that affect you periodically, or you got on a severe end where it impacts your life daily. And it's chronic. So it doesn't go away. If you kind of take care of it, it's always there. So as you know, as much as you manage it, the symptoms are still there. Um, so for example, hyperactivity, can't sit still, need to fidget. If you don't fidget, then it's disruptive to other people. Uh, inattention is, you know, getting lost in the clouds. Your mind's racing at, on 200 different things, and you can't focus on what you need to focus at the time. Impulsivity, which is one of my big things, is, you know, like the prefrontal cortex in your brain is your filter. I'm always accused of not having much of a filter because, honestly, I really don't. So once I get an impulsive thought, it comes straight out without putting the reins on saying, well, should I say it? Should I do it? Uh, and whatnot. Um, and a lot of people don't realize this, but the emotional dysregulation is a, is a big one. 
and it's really pronounced in adults if they don't have a good understanding or a handle of it. So the ADHD brain, brain intensely feels emotions compared to everyone else. And I'll say it ranges from a hundred times to a million times, depending on what it is. And it's immediate, it's intense, and then it goes away. So it's like a shake a pop bottle, crack the top, what happens? It foams, it explodes, and then it goes away right away. And that's kind of like how we deal with the emotions or that's how we feel the emotions. And if you got the impulsivity, you don't put the, the reins on the emotion, then a lot of stuff is said and done accidental stuff without thinking, or you hurt people's feelings and destroy relationships. Um, and the executive dysfunction is a big one. So your executive functioning is how you plan, assess time, do things, execute tasks and goal setting. Um, everyone has a sense of time, past, present, future. The ADHD brain has two times now or not now. Mm. So it's very hard for us to assess how long something's going to take. It's very hard for us to do make long-term plans because the future doesn't exist. We can't figure that we, we can't really see it. It's hard for us to see it except what's going on now. Um, and that, and that's a big one. Work, working memory is how much you can retain in your mind uh, before it gets shifted into your working or, or long-term or short-term memory. So like the typical person can seven to 10 things they can hold in their mind while doing something else. That's why phone numbers are seven to 10 numbers because it's easy to remember. But the ADHD year can range from three to four to five. So if you tell me, do this, then do that, then do this, then do this, then do this. Okay, we're at five now. If my mind can only hold three or four, the first two you told me just fell off the shelf. I can't remember it. It's not like I wasn't listening. I was listening, but I can't remember it anymore. So the more you add on, the first stuff gets lost. That's why I do a lot of note taking and, and log books. So in a Jeff, that's the scientific -y stuff of ADHD. But how ADHD affects an entrepreneur day to day is a lot of it has to do with the executive dysfunction I find. So keeping track of what to do, um, trying to maintain our attention on what we want to do or sorry, not what we want to do, what we need to do is <laughs> there's a big difference to my brain about what needs to be done and what I want to do. Because the other side too is, is the ADHD brain, well, here, let's briefly touch about the hyper focus part. So, you know, if the ADHD brain can't focus or maintain attention, how is it that I can play a video game or I can sit and read something that I want to learn and read for 16 hours straight and lose touch of time. I don't hear anyone talk and people can come in and disrupt me and I won't hear them. That's what they call hyper-focus, but we can hyper-focus on stuff as long as it's interesting, challenging, novel, and urgent. So if we got that combination, nine times out of 10, we can get into a good hyper-focus mode. So that's why there's a difference between what I need to do and what I want to do, right? So true. So does do the symptoms for different people have different levels? Like if we looked at those five things you were talking about, I'm, I'm imagining like a mixer board where some are yeah. high, some are low. Do they shift over time? Like this, or are they this, are they at the same level like um, throughout your life? How does that work? Um, if you've ever met one person with ADHD, you met one person with that ADHD. Mm -hmm. Okay, so everyone's ADHD is unique to them and it's on a spectrum. Some and the symptoms, the varying symptoms are on their own spectrum, also. So there is a variety. Um, like 
for me, I'm, I'm okay. I'm pretty good with keeping structure and being organized while there's some that will really struggle with that as their executive dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, there's no it, one size fits all. There's no one size fits all. And that's why when I got diagnosed and I went out to looking for help, everyone had a one size fits all scenario. And to me, it's like, Oh, here's a science. Here's a course I took. Here's kind of a, the thing you should do. And let's see if it works for you, you know, and that nothing was unique to me or to my scenario or how I work with my strengths. It's kind of like the medication that sometimes people are on for ADHD. Like it feels like it's all experimental to find out the levels that'll work with you. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, at least with the doctors, they're experimenting to find the right dosage. While a lot of the stuff out there I was finding coaching wise or support was one size fits all and very scientific and not really practical or applicable. Mm. Right. Okay. A lot of complex information out there, yeah. which is way too complicated for the majority of people. And I just start seeing patterns and simplifications like, what well, you mean? It's just this. Right. If I work on that, then everything else seems to fall in line. So, okay, cool. I want to I want to put that in the parking lot for a second. And we're going to come right back. However, why do you think um, that entrepreneurs are more likely to have it? Is it something because I have ADHD, I end up more likely to be an entrepreneur? Or is it just that, um, you know, is that what it is? Or is it just that people who are entrepreneurs and end up having being more likely to have some symptoms? Um, well, the one thing is, if we need if the brain likes it to be challenging, interesting, urgent, novel, um, that's entrepreneurship, right? Right. Um, if it's very, if it's, you know, last minute, like a lot of ADHD people will keep will procrastinate until the last minute. Now there's a big sense of energy of urgency. Your brain's now kicking an adrenaline, which is providing me more dopamine to get in into it. Now it's fun. Yeah. Right. Um, and then if it's interesting, we got a little more, more interest in it. So, and then the dynamics of the company that you're developing is always intense. You know, a startup, yes, is very good for an ADHD brain until we get to a self-managed company where it kind of levels out. And then you're boring and nothing's urgent. And that's happened to me. I got bored. I didn't realize it. I self-sabotaged a company and clients. And then I lost the company. Mm. I did not know it at the time was my undiagnosed boredom of ADHD. So, so there's a couple, problem. there's another thing in there too. I wanted to add, like the other thing too, is for me, and I think this is relevant to a lot of entrepreneurs out there is I was in the working world for a while. Even if you're diagnosed or undiagnosed, the symptoms are the same. And, you know, the intensity that we work at, once we get it, you know, it's like a dog on a bone, we won't give up, we'll go, go, go. People don't understand that we don't follow the norms, because it doesn't make sense to us, or we're able to solve things quicker than some other people. And that puts people on ease. So you're kind of ostracized and told, slow down, stop thinking that way. You can't do it that way. You're not doing it right. And then after, you know, after a while, you kind of believe it. And then you kind of fit in with everyone. And then for me, what happened was at the time that company didn't want to grow. I was a partner in it, but they didn't want to grow. They were happy where they were. And, and I left and created my own engineering company. But what really happened was I went and created my own environment that I can succeed and fit in. Yeah. So, and I think that's what a lot of people with ADHD will do is create your own company. So without realizing they're creating an environment and a company structure that they can fit in. And perform and be feel good about it and right yeah and be accepted for who they are right yeah um okay so more so than 
they were in the other place. <laughs> it's nothing's 100%, right? No, no. <laughs> okay, so let's take that uh, out of the parking lot for a bit. So you were out in the market, you're looking around, and you realized, wow, everything is cookie cutter. Everything isn't really helping the true entrepreneur. So you saw this gap in the market. And you're now releasing some courses, but how did you get there? How did you get to deciding how to deliver the solutions to this market? Right. So the one thing I really discovered was that you know, like ADHD is the only mental health illness or condition that's diagnosed based on how it affects people, other people that's outside of you. Oh. While the other mental depression, anxiety, it's all how it affects you and how it, it you know, yep. and then we fix that. We work on that to help you with that. Yeah. But with ADHD, it's all based on how you're disrupting the class, you're disrupting your, your clients, you're not paying attention or meeting deadlines. It's all external. Yeah, yeah. Right. So when I started seeing that, and a lot of the and I don't and I'm not criticizing, I'm not criticizing um, the coaches out there. I'm not trying to harp or give them a bad name or the medical field. But in the end, there were there's the systems and the stuff they're coming up with was all, it was a way to normalize the person to fit in and mm -hmm. kind of like, it was like all one way. How do I manage my symptoms? So it makes other people comfortable. Right. And it was kind of like, it's an excuse of this. So we have to change your behavior. So it's no, you know, so you can yeah. be normal. And I start to see it as ADHD is an explanation, but it's a two-way street here. Mm -hmm. Right. So how do I communicate that? How it's an explanation and work around it and not be an excuse and either say, it's just, that's the excuse. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, or that's the excuse no longer to be myself. And I had an issue with that. I sometimes feel too, uh, people who have it in particular entrepreneurs may almost feel a little shame around it or not feel good that they got this diagnosis or know that there's something that they should probably talk to someone about. Like, it's almost like it's their kryptonite where you and I have this thought of that it's actually could be turned into a superpower. Let's talk about that for a second. Well, it is still a negative connotation, mm -hmm. especially with kids. Yeah. And, and a lot of I'm finding it's the parents that don't want the label, even though it might help the kid. Having the label, it's either good or bad. It depends on what you want to do with it. Yeah. But for the kid, they'll get the help, which is good for them. But a lot of them seeing the parents don't want that label to be seen as you have that kid. Oh. Or like my wife, oh, you have that husband mm -hmm. or you have that wife, right? Mm -hmm. So as much as it's talked about and it seems to be trendy right now to be ADHD, but no one's actually going the extra mile to get the diagnosis because now the label's real. Mm. So there's still a bit of that. So, and at the same time too, it's if you're raised your whole life, everything you do, you're told it's not the right way, but it's the way you do it best or stop embarrassing us or stop being silly or stop being, you know, solving problems too quickly, which I got a lot of times you're working too fast. Like what, how, how does that, it's like, like our, our, your friend, Megan O'Neill, right? All that negative energy gets sucked into you and then you start yeah. believing it and then you start living it. Yeah. Um, and yes, right now, even with the entrepreneur, we're still hesitant to be too intent too too um, distracted or, you know, too ADHD because other people don't know how to deal with it. It's not a social norm. As much as people are saying neurodiversity is accepted, they're all creating policies in that, but they're just talking. They're not walking. Mm. Um, and you were still told, you know, if I go to meetings, if I sit there too long, my hyperactivity takes over. If I let that happen, my impulsivity starts going and my mouth starts shooting all over the place without control. So I get up and just quietly walk around 
without distracting people or making noise so I can monitor that. Right. And actually, when I move, I can think and pay attention better. Your business is making a profit. You're growing, but you may still feel like you don't fully have a grasp on how to make the best use of this success. Don't worry, you're not alone. Hi, I'm Wendy Brookhouse, creator of the Total Wealth Accelerator and host of this podcast. I've developed a quick and easy tool that will give you a detailed snapshot of where you're currently at in your business and wealth growth and how you can improve upon it. It's called your financial diagnostic score. It's completely free and you'll instantly get the results. So head over to TotalWealthScore.com right now and see where you can focus to grow your wealth. I think you've just pointed to some of the things that you want to do with your work with entrepreneurs is, is understand how it manifests and also how to build or how to make sure that you're in control. Is that the right word, Andre? I don't know if it is. I, I like to use the term manage. Okay. Okay. It's like managing is like even your strengths. If you don't manage your strengths to become your weaknesses. Okay. And if I don't manage my ADHD symptoms, then they become a disorder. Right. Like, a, and a lot of people want to argue this, but you know what? It can become a disorder because it, it, it almost ruined my life when I let that, the symptoms override me for three years. Mm. Right. I wasn't pleasant being around. I was making rash decisions. I was not managing it. Right. It's like try, try to control water in your hand. It's kind of like it's always moving because as our interests change, we get bored with stuff pretty quickly. As we grow as a person or as our company changes, our, our external environment changes. So, it's always being challenged. So I, I like to use the term manage. Um, and if we manage that ADHD symptom, then it becomes your strength. Mm. And we keep it within, using an analogy on the bowling alley where you got bumpers for kids. So the yeah. ball stays on, on the alley. Well, if we got those bumpers there and we keep it within those bumpers, but allow us some freedom to play, yeah. it's, it's fantastic. And I know the reason I succeeded in my businesses undiagnosed was because of my ADHD, hmm. but it was also a big sucker punch to growth yeah. and causing problems. That was the undiagnosed ADHD. It was the yin and yang. It's good and yeah. bad all at the same time. Yeah. And, and the big thing is it's the brain works different. Yeah. You're not a bad person. You're not lazy. You're not stupid. You know what you're doing. You know what you do best, but we're being forced to do things in a certain way that other people can see. That's how you succeed, right? Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of us have an issue with success. We got the success. We did all this work, but we don't celebrate it because it's not the way other people measure it. Mm -hmm. Right. So there, there's a little bit of a challenge like that. So in your outline, um, you've kind of got a three kind of phased approach oh. to managing this. So the first yeah. one was understanding um, how your brain works, right? So yeah. That seems really important depending on where the levers are on hyperactivity, emotional dysregulation, How, you know, figuring that piece out for yourself must be so important. Yeah. Like to me, that, that was the basic of understanding ADHD was it's a brain thing. This is why the brain behaves the way it does. This is why when I feel an intense emotion, it's a fight or flight mm. scenario. It's a primitive brain taken over. And if I don't have a a filter to slow that down, then I got to be aware of this stuff. So it just made me a lot more aware how my brain is. And like I told my, I keep telling my oldest daughter, my youngest who are ADHD is we got to kind of be ahead of our brain, trick our brain. Right. So for me is a really identifying my triggers so that I got early warning signs before that big explosion. 
I feel like you're just describing your brain's operating system. Like you're, you've got right. a manual for your brain after in phase right. one, you've got to map it out. Yeah. And that's why I've got the, the first course is you and ADHD. It's yeah. you and your brain. Yeah. Understand it's the brain. And once we get that clarity, then we can do a lot more about it. Yeah. And, and what I don't like is creating solutions for band-aid or band-aiding symptoms, mm. right? Symptoms is a group of outcomes of one problem. And I want to get right to the problem because if you can work on that problem, you can clear up a lot of symptoms. Well, and that's where I want to go. In your phase two, you, I, you're talking about harnessing the power of those symptoms, right? Correct. So map them out, understand them. Second step, turn them into superpowers. Right. So if you understand how your brain works and kind of, you know, get an idea how your ADHD functions, the one that I've been calling you ahead of ADHD is now you really mapping out your ADHD. Mm. So how your ADHD, how your hyperactivity, be it physical or mental yep. and, or, you know, what range is that in variant scenarios, situations, your impulsivity, some are very impulsive, some are not your inattention, how distractions are really effective. And then how, if you can ring it in yeah. and we can focus on that, then you can set up your environment to be in that zone as much as you can. Because as entrepreneurs, we have that freedom to do that either by hiring people or mm -hmm. change. Like what I did is I just made my company ADHD safe by creating a bunch of standard operating procedures that I could always get things done the same way. I'm receiving information the same way. Right. Um, so, you, so you really informed your team. Here's how I best work. And here's how we're going to set it up so that you, you guys right. get the best of me. Right. And then we can get the best of them. And then, yeah. you know, the stuff that clients have been relying on me for a decade and a half, and I hate doing it. And that gets my emotional dysregulation going. I get, then we're getting, you know, they call us, we're very moody. Well, we can be, but I got, I got my, my goal is to try to get rid of all my moody crap yep. and have other people do it. And then me stay in my zone. So yeah. not only do we have our ADHD strengths to worry about, then the next one is you beyond ADHD is where now we highlight and identify your non ADHD strengths. Okay. What's that one thing that you do best that no one else in the world can do that everyone values you for that gives you energy and makes you feel good. And you can hyper-focus all day. And if we can stay in that zone, you have a lot more fun. People around you have more fun and you're solving problems for a lot of different people easily, quickly, and you're getting paid for it. So you're living in, yeah, you're living in the zone of great. Right. And if I can get you into that zone, you're actually going to work less. Yeah. You might do, mm, right? Not only hours, but it's going to be less mentally exhausting because you're doing stuff you really enjoy. When you're doing stuff you don't like, you're burning a lot, a lot of mental energy. And the ADHD brain is very limited to mental energy than the average person. I, I'm kind of correlating with that. So yeah. the more stuff I hate, the more it burns up my energy and I can't do anything when I get home. I'm not there present anymore. I'm moody. I'm tired. Stay away from me. I got to re-energize, mm -hmm. right? It, it, it makes it a very difficult home life. And then at the same time, we're always, we always feel like we're one step behind in the world. So we're always doing more to catch up and we're never catching up because now it becomes our own you know, negative rumination, cyclical right. thinking, never enough got there. Oh, you still didn't do enough. Okay. I'll do it better next time. How much is enough? Right. So yeah. now this way, if we can really get you to work in your brilliance, like where mm -hmm. you are golden and have a supporting team around you, then you can really enjoy yourself, have more time to yourself, self-care, 
yeah. is a new concept. It's going to be tough to swallow, but once you start getting a hold of it, it's, it's fantastic. Like imagine going home going, I just worked my butt off all day, but I'm still ready to take on my family and have a great night. Not say I need time. I need a few hours to recharge yeah, yeah. and then fall asleep. And then everyone feels ignored. But you know, if I don't do that, then I explode, I get snarky, you know, yep. or if I don't recover, I go back to work the next day and then I get snarky with everyone else. It sounds like it could be quite a cycle if you don't have the systems and processes in place. Right. And then with the ADHD brain not stopping and continuously going, it just a little bit negative gets a little more negative. And then it just snowballs itself to the point where you, you get lost and you don't understand what's going on and you just go with it. So once they're done the three courses, they then get to join a mastermind because you talked about, um, we wanted to talk about community. That was something you were really missing uh, at the start of your ADHD journey. Um, actually my whole life, okay. I'm, I'm being honest with you, my whole life, um, you know, I, I hung out with a bunch of uh, <clears throat> weirdos and funny different people, but they were still not the same. Um, and then having the entre entrepreneurial mindset also makes it a little more uh, restrictive. Um, but yeah, the, <clears throat> the mastermind group is, you know, once we've got, you're beyond the HD, now it's time to own it. Yeah. Um, and as we progress and grow personally, like, you know, this Wendy, that's one of the reasons I really respect you and enjoy your company is who we are today. We want to be a better person tomorrow. And it's a lifetime growth. It never ends. What mm -hmm. did I do wrong? What could I have done better? Even if it was a good experience, how can we improve it or where can we learn? Yeah. Um, and then with the ADHD, as we progress and as our companies grow, our relationships grow, there's more stresses involved. And then, you know, working with your personality, with your strengths, ADHD, non-ADHD strengths, how can we use those effectively to overcome new challenges you're going to run into or old habits coming back that you never realized they came back and having someone else identify that for you and help you through that. And the key thing to this group, this community is that we're all like-minded and key like-brained, all ADHD, ADHD only people, entrepreneurs, high achieving that wants to go the extra mile, the extra step and still ambitious, not happy where they are. That's group intellectual conversation challenges. Yeah. You know, I can do that all day and every day. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating because I think uh, it's, there seems to be stuff out there for kids with ADHD, parents with ADHD, but uh, I haven't seen anything that's focused on high achieving entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, and there isn't uh, the, the only thing that there is I'm really finding is that it's like solopreneurs or people or entrepreneurs by necessity. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I've been into some of those groups and, you know, you know when you're told stop being so ambitious because you're yeah. making us look bad or it's just, they don't, they can't comprehend it. Mm -hmm. um, it it's tough, but yeah, this is where high achieving nonstop growth is a, is a group that I've, been looking for for a long time and i know it's out there and it's just i figured um with the way i simplify things very well um i can take a lot of complex information simplify for everyone and come up with unique solutions for them i'm really good at asking questions like you know me i've been 20 years of doing every assessment in the world i work with colby uh y print and strengths finders and really you know, I got an act to be able to see those strengths of yours, identify for you and really get you to work well, how you work well and ask great questions. That's amazing. So if you're an entrepreneur who has been diagnosed, an entrepreneur who thinks they might have it, um, then 
this sounds like something they should really be checking out because it will, uh, you know, amplify their growth, amplify, but not just their business growth. It seems to me that whatever systems and process you, you build out, they're going to not only affect your business, but your personal life. Well, we've been trapped in our businesses for so long, going hundred percent as much as we can, but if we can get you to work less and work better mm. and be and happier work, it's just a nice outcome is more self-care, more, more time. And then the other thing too, is I think the majority is, is if we're all in the same room, we're all ADHD, we don't have to justify or explain our symptoms. We'll laugh because we're like, Oh, I get it. Don't I'm laughing because I understand. Yeah. yeah. And that saves a lot of time in a conversation, but at the same time, since we all get it and understand it, we can find solutions more effectively. And we're all on, you know, it's, uh, I'm forgetting the word, but it's like, I can feel that right now. It's hard for me to explain, but it just, it's in a room of everyone like brain, like-minded, and you feel like a community and you're feeling accepted without having to ask for it. Oh, what a, it sounds wonderful. How do people get in touch with you? When does the course launch? Um, right now we're still in development of it, um, but I'm hoping to get it launched by the end of April, 2022. Uh, you can join the waiting list on tacticalbts.com. Um, and there you can actually download uh, the a weekly ADHD tool I came up with called the shit list. It's a weekly planning tool. Um, and you can download the free one there and I'll, I'll provide to the listeners too. It'll be in the show notes yep. the link um, information there. And um, you know, and then we'll have a conversation and see if it's a fit for both of us, because like, I know I'm not for everyone, um, but we want the right people in the room because I like to help people who want to be helped. Um, and if I can't help you, I definitely know some other people who could. Well, thanks so much, Andre, to come on and talk about this important subject that I think we don't address enough with on with high growth oriented entrepreneurs. No, thank you, Wendy. I appreciate this opportunity. So the real bottom line is if you have ADHD, you can turn it into your superpower. And there's a community. Thank you for listening to The Real Bottom Line. This show is produced by Black Star Wealth. Executive producer, Wendy Brookhouse. To learn more about the show or to contact us, go to blackstarwealth.com.